Hello, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Today is the 27th of December, day 361 out of the year. And we are reading from 1 John chapter 5, verse 1 to 21. Let's begin with a reading from the Bible. God is life. Faith in the Son of God. Everyone who believes that Jesus is Christ has become a child of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. We know we love God's children if we love God and obey his commandments. Loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And Jesus Christ was revealed as God's son by his baptism in water and by shedding his blood on the cross. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And the spirit who is truth confirms it with his testimony. So we have these three witnesses, the spirit, the water and the blood, and all three agree. Since we believe human testimony, surely we can believe the greater testimony that comes from God. And God has testified about his son. All who believe in the Son of God know in their hearts that this testimony is true. Those who won't, who don't believe this are actually calling God a liar because they don't believe what God has testified about his Son. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have God's Son does not have life. I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know you have eternal life. And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our request, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. If you see a fellow believer sinning in a way that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give that person life. But there is a sin that leads to death, and I am not saying that you should pray for those who commit it. All wicked actions are sin, but not every sin leads to death. We know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning, for God's Son holds them securely, and the evil one cannot touch them. We know that we are children of God, and that the world around us is under the control of the evil one. And we know that the Son of God has come and he has given us understanding so that we can know the true God. And now we live in fellowship with the true God because we live in fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the only true God and he is eternal life. Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. This is the word of the Lord. Here ends the first reading. Now let's turn to the New Living Translation. When we become Christians, we become part of God's family with fellow believers as our brothers and sisters. It is God who determines who the other family members are, not us. We are simply called to accept and love them. How well do you treat your fellow family members? Jesus never promised that obeying him would be easy, but the hard work and self-discipline of serving Christ is no burden to those who love him. And if our load starts to feel heavy, we can always trust Christ to help us bear it. 
At this time, there was a false teaching in circulation that said Jesus was the Christ only between his baptism and his death. That is, he was merely human until he was baptised, at which time the Christ then descended upon him, but then later left him because his death on the cross. But if Jesus died only as a man, he could not have taken upon himself the sins of the world, and Christianity would be an empty religion. Only an act of God could take away the punishment that we deserve for our sin. The Gospels twice record God's clear declaration that Jesus was his son as Jesus' baptism and at his transfiguration. Whoever believes in God's son has eternal life. He is all you need. You don't need to wait for eternal life because it begins the moment you believe. You don't need to work for it because it is already yours. You don't need to worry about it because you have been given eternal life by God himself and it is guaranteed. Some people hope that they will receive eternal life. John says we can know we have it. Our certainty is based on God's promise that he has given us eternal life through his son. This is true whether you feel close to God or far away from him. Eternal life is not based on feelings but on facts. You can know that you have eternal life if you believe God's truth. If you aren't sure that you are a Christian, ask yourself, have I honestly committed my life to him as my saviour and lord? If so, you know by faith that you are indeed a child of God. The emphasis here is on God's will, not our will. When we communicate with God, we don't demand what we want, rather we discuss with him what he wants for us. If we align our prayers to his will, he will listen, and we can be certain that if he listens, he will give us definite answer. Start praying with confidence. Commentators differ widely in their thoughts about what this sin that leads to death is and whether the death it causes is physical or spiritual. Paul wrote that some Christians had died because they took communion unworthily and Ananias and Sapphira were struck dead when they lied to God. Blasphemy against the Holy Spirit results in spiritual death and the book of Hebrews described the spiritual death of the person who turns against Christ. John was probably referring to the people who had left the Christian fellowship and joined the Antichrist. By rejecting the only way of salvation, these people were putting themselves out of reach of prayer. In most cases, however, even if we knew what the terrible sin was, we would have no sure way of knowing whether a certain person had committed it. Therefore, we should continue praying for our loved ones and for our Christian brothers and sisters, leaving the judgment up to God. Note that John says, I am not saying you should pray for those who commit it, rather that you cannot pray for them. He recognised the lack of certainty. Christians commit sins, of course, but they ask God to forgive them and then they continue serving him. God has freed believers from their slavery to Satan and he keeps them safe from Satan's continued attacks. The rest of the world does not have the Christian's freedom to obey God. Unless they come to Christ in faith, they have no choice but to obey Satan. There is no middle ground. People either belong to God and obey him or they live under Satan's control. Many things can take God's place in our lives. This includes anything that substitutes for the true faith, anyone that denies Christ's full deity and humanity, any human idea that claims to be more authoritative than the Bible, any loyalty that replaces God at the centre of our lives. John presents a clear picture of Christ. What we think about Jesus Christ is central to our teaching, preaching and living.
Jesus is the God-man, fully God and fully human at the same time. He came to earth to die in our place for our sins. Through faith in him, we are given eternal life and the power to do his will. What is your answer to the most important question you could ever ask? Who is Jesus Christ? Here ends the second reading. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.